This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Sports Fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this coolish Monday. Glad that you're with us. Jeff Jordan just now getting completely ready for the broadcast, and now he's ready to say hello, Jeff. There's a broadcast? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Jeff, uh, some—I don't know if it's breaking news or not. It's a little, little older than right now in the last five minutes or so. But Rutherford County football has taken a pretty serious hit here at the last part of the season, right? That would be correct. That, that yes, <laughs> we got them. What we have is pretty much is a mess. That's what well, we Rockvale High School is. Uh, Football is finished. It appears Stewart's Creek High School is finished. They're not playing Friday night for sure. Uh, so at least two teams. Now, Rockville was not going to make the playoffs, but Stewart's Creek certainly, Jeff, appeared that they were, right? Yes, they were 4-4, four and four. yes. So uh, unfortunate, but somewhat predictable that it was going to happen somewhere, somewhere along the line. And I guess for those two teams, it came at the worst time of the season. Well, I, I know we'll go into high school and the schedule and so forth later in the show, but uh, um, we, we, we're one week from the playoffs, and uh, it, it looks like we're going to have some unusual things happen in, in, in the playoffs, and some people that are, have earned the right to be there aren't going to be there, and others had no chance to be there whatsoever, right, sure. and they, of course, won't be there. And it's uh, it's going to be an unusual year. Also, uh, according to our uh, our authority over here, uh, Siegel picked up a win yes. and uh, one to nothing uh, over Rockvale, and I guess that's good. And we'll play Friday night against East Nashville. And, they will. To their credit, Jeff, they could have e- easily packed in the season. They're not going anywhere, but. Let's go ahead and play Friday night if you get a chance chance to do it, and that's what they've chosen to do. And I think that says uh, volumes about where they're trying to get that program to be. I think so too. They're, and they're playing a pretty good team. East Nashville's four and two, uh, and they're, they're coming to Seagull, as I understand it. So uh, Seagull have an opportunity to, uh, to to play again, and that's how you build a program. Of course, you got to play. That's for sure. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, two most two of the most unusual plays I've ever seen. Yeah, in sports happened on Saturday. We'll certainly go through those. I know what one of them for sure is. Jeff and I may have a different second one. I don't know, but we'll just have to see. But we'll do that. Of course, the Raiders win. The uh, playoffs are becoming more focused. We got a uh, Riverdale got a big win over Warren County, which 
We'll discuss for sure. And uh, the World Series finalizes tonight. Maybe. Maybe. I take that back. I said finalized tonight. That's not, not, not quite true. Matter of fact, uh, it's three to two, right? So they got a they got a night off. I don't know if they played a night or not. No, they, they, there's a night off. They, they, they're playing the two, day off three, and then day okay. off and then two. So it'll be tomorrow night. But we'll discuss that. And lots lots more on All Sports Talk right after this. President Donald Trump has nominated another strong conservative to the Supreme Court. Amy Coney Barrett shares our conservative Tennessee values, and she respects our Constitution and the rule of law. Bill Haggerty supports Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, and he's running for Senate to help President Trump confirm more constitutionalist judges. Here's Bill Haggerty. The liberal mob is attacking the values that make America great. They want to take away our religious liberties, take away our Second Amendment rights, and encourage taxpayer-funded abortion up until the moment of birth. The mob knows they can't pass their radical agenda in Congress, so they want to hijack the courts to do their dirty work. Together, we can stop them. As your senator, I'll stand with President Trump to confirm constitutionalist Supreme Court justices like Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch. I'm Bill Haggerty, candidate for United States Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Team Haggerty. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together, to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Here's a look ahead at what's coming up on WGNS Sports-wise this week. First of all, on Thursday night, it's Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. John Dinkins will join me as well as Clark Blair and Rod Edwards as we talk local sports. That's again Thursday night at 6 o'clock right after all sports talk. Friday night, State Farm Prep Football as we head to Warren County. The Oakland Patriots play the Warren County Pioneers for a Region 3-6A championship. We'll have coverage beginning at 6 with Murphy's Matchups at 6.30. The primetime sports countdown to kickoff sponsored by the law offices of John Day. Kickoff from McMinnville at 7. Saturday morning, we talk to the local high school football coaches on the Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and Chick-fil-A. MTCS Cougar Corner follows at 10.15. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
Welcome back into All Sports Talk, 893-1450. Call or text into the show. We'll be glad to have you. Jeff Jordan is brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin Financial Services at Edward Jones. Jeff, uh, I mentioned two strange plays on Saturday. The first one, of course, was in the Raider win. If somebody had told me or asked me the question, is it possible for a football kick to hit off hit the post four times, each post of the three and then the middle post twice, I said that is physically, physically impossible. I wouldn't have said that. I would have. Oh, no. That shows possible. how dumb I am, right? <laughs> I guess anything's possible. We, we saw it. We did. Uh, to my knowledge, it has never happened before. If it has, it happened long before the – Videos were out there because if it were if it happened before, we'd have seen it on YouTube by now. I'd say. Well, um, I don't know how many hundreds of games I've seen, but um, I've certainly seen it hit the goalpost, left or right. Sure, you know, and uh, I have seen it hit the crossbar, and on at least one occasion, I did see it hit the. I believe if I remember right, it hit the right post and fell and hit the crossbar. And I've seen them go through. A double and, doink. Yeah, a double doink. And I've seen them go through. And I've seen them not go through. Sure. But three, never, I don't think. <laughs> and four, certainly not. And then it didn't go through. What, what a what a shame. Oh, well, actually, not what a shame. <laughs> Great. I'm glad it didn't. You, Cruz Holt had just kicked a 48-yarder to put it into overtime after Middle Tennessee had all but self-destructed to, to lose the game with 20 – Nine seconds to go, I think, that Rice threw the touchdown pass. To, and in my mind, clearly the game was over. And clearly the game was not over. Middle Tennessee made some two or three big plays, and Cruz Holt hit a 48-yard field goal to put it in overtime, and Middle Tennessee wins against Rice. Rice's first game of the year, Jeff. That's that's kind of hard to believe, too. It is hard to believe. And um, they're, they're a football team that uh, clearly they've had plenty of practice. Um and, you know, on one of the drives, I was really proud of Raiders, even though we gave up a touchdown. Um, I think it took them 16 plays, Rice, yes. to get down there and score finally. And um, I was proud of our defense. I thought we hung in there, you know, a long time. No, we had some breakdowns. Sure, we did. And said so we self-destruct and we make a penalty at the worst possible time and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I thought we showed some – some spunk and some get up and go about us and um, some spirit. I, I, and I was certainly pleased with the win. Now two and five, they'll uh, have a week off before they take on, uh, let's see, they're playing home against is it Charlotte. This Charlotte, week? I think that's right, in February the 7th. <clears throat> this week is off, and then it's Charlotte the next week. I believe that's correct. Second play, in my mind, it was it, not unbelievable, but it certainly was a strange play for a World Series to see how the Dodgers lost the ball game on Saturday night. First, the center, field, center fielder muffs the uh, picking up the ground ball in the outfield. And then the throw to the plate, Jeff. I'm not sure I've ever seen a major league catcher or infielder or anybody miss a ball that's right in his glove, more or less. And it just got away. Unbelievably got away because that runner was going to be out at the plate and they were going over extra innings for sure. Who was the error finally? There was one error on the plate. Only one, wasn't there? It had to be two, and, wouldn't there? I, I thought the there were two. But... error for letting the – Runners advanced. Runner was on first. Yeah. And second, the runner scored. That I don't think that would have been an error if he had scored. But the runner went to first to third on the center fielder's error, 
then the throw to the plate clearly had to be an error on the catcher for missing that pat catch. I um uh, I don't know whether you were rooting one way or another. Um, my grandson, who was not with me, but he's a big Rays fan, and and my daughter was with me, and we were watching it in the living room, and both of us pulling for the Rays. And uh, of course, the ball game was just a great game. Was right? a great I game. mean, my goodness, back and forth, back and oh, forth, big all hit, night. Big hits. Yeah, and um, he gets the hit, and and this kid comes to the plate, and he looks like he probably goes to Siegel Middle School. Uh, he might have been that old. And I told my daughter, this shows you what I know. I said, I told my daughter, I said, he has exactly zero chance of getting hit. He got it to two strikes, too, by the said, way. This kid, I can tell. First of all, he was a reserve, okay? But anyway, well, of course, naturally. He's he a major gets, leaguer, yeah. He is a major leaguer. Well, he gets a hit. <laughs> and I'm screaming for the runner. I figure the runner will score without question, okay? And he hit the center field. And and of course he he's pouring around third and he and he does score and uh, okay so we're we're going to be okay we got a tie ball game yeah and then the center fielder he he he, he committed a, a, an error he he did he did something he it looked like nuts. a goalie in hockey that you know yep. kicked the ball out in front of him and you know. But that wasn't what he you're wanted to do. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed, no. to, you're supposed to stay down, keep the ball in your glove, keep it in front of you. He didn't do any of those things. And he, he came, he got in front of him, and he got the glove on it, and then he almost kind of just tossed it a few feet away uh, coming out of his glove. And then I thought, well, golly, this second runner could score. He, he might actually score. And so <laughs> he pours around third, and he falls down, right? Right. He, he, and – tumbles i don't know a couple of somersaults there and, and jumps up and looks at the plate and goes back to third his head back that way and then he realizes the catcher doesn't have the ball <laughs> i i think if the catcher catches the ball they're going to have the runner out i, don't I think, agree i don't think he was close enough to the bag that he's going to get back there in good shape so i'm 100 percent with you he i think he would have been out clearly out and then the catcher his error as you have already kind of talked about a little bit he he Made the tag before we caught the ball. Oh yes, and he and didn't have to, Jeff. I mean, no, uh-uh. he did he had not have time to. to catch it. But obviously, he didn't know that he was looking at the ball, right? And right. looking at the runner, which is the smart thing to do. And he thought he had the ball, and and it hit, it hit his glove, and it was good throw, a decent throw, and, and an in time throw. Doinked off his glove, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he and he knocked it away. And then he, of course, all of this we could see by replay. Then he couldn't find it. You know, he looked around, jumped around, looked around somewhere, and he, he saw it trickling away from him. And the runner realized that, hey, I think I can make it home. And he and he did. Yeah, he surely did. When that ball trickled away from that catcher and he saw how far it was going, don't you imagine he was just – Oh, boy. Heart was in his throat. Someone said it looked like they were playing COVID ball with <laughs> Dodgers were, but nobody I wanted felt, to touch it. I felt sorry for the, for the Dodger manager. I mean, he just absolutely couldn't believe what had happened to him. Well, I couldn't happened. believe it. I couldn't either. I mean, you know, that that just something that doesn't happen in World Series play. Two obvious <laughs> misplays in the same play, but I, I guess it does do what we tell our middle, middle school kids when we coach them, Jeff. Even the big boys make mistakes. Yeah, that's right. They do, and uh, and so often uh, um, it's just a, a matter of not following through fundamentals that you've practiced. A, a, thousand times and which i I know you're going to agree with this uh, i know you are is why you practice those situations and you practice 
those fundamentals over and over again. But you cannot simulate no. the sixth game of the World Series, no. bottom of the ninth, down by run or up by run. You just cannot simulate that type of pressure. That I don't think pressure is the right word, but certainly a circumstance that makes it less than a routine play that, that it would have been in the third inning of a, of a spring training game. Theoretically, uh, without question, the runners, they should have had runners at first and third with two outs and a tie ball game. Yeah. That's really what we should have had. And Probably first and second because if really comes up with it cleanly, maybe. I don't think that guy's going to third. Maybe second and third. Maybe first. Okay, maybe. But we're going to have two runners on and a tie ball game. And we didn't have we didn't have either one. Had a runner on who was probably wondering how in the world he ever got hit. <laughs> were those, were there, those your two plays, or do you have something No, else? those are mine. Those are mine. Uh, and I, but I tell you what, I, of course, the baseball play, I, you know, gosh, I've seen just about everything I think yeah. happen in baseball. Uh, there'll be something else next, you know, uh, uh, that I'll see probably that I haven't seen before, but uh, maybe. But. Uh, that's football. I will say that we will never see that again. Well, I say somebody told me Saturday morning that the World Series would game uh, four would end up the winning run scoring on two errors by the other team. I could believe that. Yeah. I wouldn't think it would happen. No. But I could certainly believe it. I'm still not believing for sure, even though I've seen it multiple times now, that the football can actually bounce off a goalpost four times. And then obviously not go through. <laughs> I, I would. The little piggy's a little strange, square, you know, strange looking, and, and bounces funny, doesn't it? I wonder what the officials thought. I mean, <laughs> he, he hit the goalpost, and then he hits the he hits the, the pole, then the goalpost. You know, they should have had lights on each stop of each uh, goalpost, so when it hit it, you know, the light would go off like a pinball machine. <laughs> kind of what it looked like. But to their credit, they and they they, they got everything right. You know, usually you hit the you hit the post. I'd say more than more than likely it doesn't go through, right? Maybe a half, maybe a third of them might go through. I wouldn't know what that number would be, but <clears throat> I think you're right. More times than not, it does not go through. Right. There's a reason they don't try to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll bank this one in. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that was four, from 40 yards. He'd already kicked one farther than that. Mm-hmm. Cruz Holt had kicked the 48 yarder. And as I say, the big boys make mistakes too. Titans missed opportunity for a playoff yesterday by missing a 45-yard field goal, which, which in pro football is supposed to be a gimme. It, it, it's not. You know, I, I, I did hear on the stats, which um, are always interesting, at least uh, that the guy all year long has never has never missed with 50 and more. Correct, but, but he's had a very average year. He's missed four or five. Yeah, less this, than this that. season he's he's perfect from fifty in yards and out on what yeah. four or five kicks. Yeah, and inside of fifty, he's missed three or four. Yeah, plus an extra point or two, if I remember and right. And he's had a one or two blocked, an extra point, and a field goal blocked this year. It's uh, I know that I know that the coach had to be just sick, you know, about that because he had kind of gotten away from that guy, you know, after that first game, and he stood by him and. Well, now we're in game six, yes. and the guy had made like nine in a row or something at one point. And He'd won two or three yeah. with last-second kicks. And I guess he's going to stick with him. I guess he should stick with him. I'm not saying he should do anything else, but I'm sure the Wolves are howling for his scalp. Another play that goes unnoticed and because of the doinking football, 
was Middle Tennessee blocking in the second overtime, blocking Rice's field goal attempt before Middle got the ball to win the game. Big play there. And then, Jeff, I think Middle was clearly content to run the ball three times between the hash marks and let Cruz Holt kick the winning field goal. And uh, lo and behold, Asher O'Hara says, no, I think I'll just go on into the end zone, which he did. Um. I think he scored two touchdowns on the ground. He was the leading ground gainer again, wasn't he? Well, always is. I, I think he, I think he ran. Had a nice game like, passing the football, by the way. Yeah, he did. C.J. Windham had a really good game catching the football. He did. I, I think um, Archer passed for about seventy, ran for about seventy yards. I think in the game and two touchdowns. And I think the rest of the team was less than that. The whole rest of the team, I just don't understand it, but. We got a W. That's all that matters. We got a W. Let's take a break. Chip Walters will talk about that W, and I'm sure talk a little bit more about Blue Raider sports right here on All Sports Talk. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here on 24 East coming back over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. Just a normal stopping of delays up and down sections of Memorial. Uh, Thompson Lane's got quite a bit of traffic. So does 231 headed back out towards Shelbyville. Celebrate autumn at Obergallenburg during Oktoberfest. Going on now through November 1st, visit Obergallenburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck here on Time Traffic. Hey folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, to have a home now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. 
All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report. Jeff, do you think Chip will mention the the quadruple doink field goal? Almost for certain. We'll see. All right, let's see what Chip has to say about it. Go ahead, Chip. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Middle Tennessee's first ever game at Rice turned into a doozy on Saturday. The Blue Raiders kicked a field goal as the clock expired in regulation to force overtime, where a blocked field goal set up redshirt junior quarterback Asher O'Hara for a game-winning 14-yard rushing touchdown. The final score was 40-34. to Blue Raiders with the win. Things looked dire for Middle Tennessee in the game's final minute as Rice scored a miracle of a touchdown with 34 seconds to take the lead 34-31. But the Blue Raiders wouldn't go down that easily. O'Hara orchestrated a five-play, 35-yard drive to set Middle Tennessee up with a chance at a game-tying field goal from 48 yards, and senior Cruz Holt banged it home to send the game to overtime. It was a new career high for Holt. Holt had a chance to extend his new career to 50 yards on MT's opening drive of overtime, but he missed short right. The Owls were then set up to win it twice with field goals. The first came from 44 yards out, and this is what it sounded like. Riccatelli's kick, is it going to get there? Off the crossbar, and oh, that is the quadruple doink. It hit four times and came out. It's no good. The quadruple doink. We're going to the second overtime. My goodness. In the second overtime, Middle Tennessee got a block from Jalen Jackson on a field goal by Rice, and that set up just a few plays later, a 14-yard run from Asher O'Hara. O'Hara keeps it, goes to the left, to the 10, O'Hara to the 5, O'Hara wins the game! Asher O'Hara, the rush to the left, and Middle wins it by a score of 40-34. to The Blue Raiders had a 12-point lead in the third quarter to not only to see a furious comeback by Rice and then the uh, overtime dramatics and, of course, uh, a play that has been shown all across the country, the quadruple doink by the kicker from Rice. So now Middle Tennessee gets a well-deserved week off for a little rest and uh, healing up before a four-game stretch in November that will see the Blue Raiders start that on November 7th at home against the Charlotte 49ers. All right, let's go to men's tennis. The Blue Raider tennis team collected seven match wins on a third consecutive dominant day at the Southern Miss Invites on Sunday. The Blue Raiders took one of three doubles from Chattanooga to start the final day. Graduate senior Oscar Michelak and junior Francisco Oroca down DeWald and Hyatt by a score of 6-4. to four. In the singles, the Raiders continued to push, claiming six wins in seven matches to finish the weekend 19-2 and two overall in singles play. Roca continued his hot run and remained undefeated over the weekend, pushing his fall singles record to 8-1. and one. He easily dispatched UTC's Turner Vogue's 6-3, 6-1. The foursome of Andreas Kramer, Tom Moonen, Pavel Model, and Sean Presson completed their respective weekends undefeated in singles with each claiming a straight set triumph. 
You can go to GoBlueRaiders.com for the latest information on the men's tennis program. They're also on Twitter and Instagram at MT underscore men's tennis. All right, that is it for this Monday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. Not only did Chipper mention the quadruple dunk doink once, I think he went there three times, didn't he, Jeff? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a nice call. Yeah, good call. I was call. listening to the game, and when he said that, I, I thought, Chip, you're embellishing the broadcast. We can't see through the radio. <laughs> that, that really couldn't have happened that way. Oh, uh, golly, it did. It did. It surely did. Why are, we, why are we talking more about the quadruple dunk than we are doink than we are about Middle Tennessee winning a football game? Well, I don't know. We need to talk about the win. I mean, you know, <laughs> they've been few and far between. I'm glad we got uh, well, one. Well, quadruple doinks are even fewer and farther between. Well, that's true. We probably never see it again. <laughs> we got to come back and talk about Riverdale, Oakland football, and uh, Laverne Sturch, Laverne and Smyrna football, and whatever else comes to our mind right after this on All Sports Talk. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Jeff, we talked last week, week before and the week before that, I guess, that uh, Warren County was coming into the Riverdale-Oakland last two games of the season, probably at 8-0, and, and they did. And would they be able to measure up to Riverdale and Oakland's standards we didn't think they would that could have been Rutherford County talk but it appears that was the case Riverdale came out with a very nice win on Friday night and uh, Warren County gets a chance at Oakland on Saturday uh, this Friday night I should say if Warren County were to win which you and I neither one are going to expect it to happen at all that would throw it into a three-way tie but uh, I do expect Oakland to take care of business you got scores and schedule as best you know it so Go through it and we'll comment. I do. Here we go. Uh, Blackman beat Siegel 30-7. to Cookville beat Riverdale 1, excuse me, Rockvale 1 nothing. It was a forfeit game, of course. Eagleville uh, beat Mount Pleasant 14-6. to That game was delayed about 30 minutes in the fourth quarter by rain and lightning. Middle Tennessee Christian School beat Mount Juliet Christian 47-24. Riverdale uh, just destroyed Warren County 39-6. to I, I, We both felt that Riverdale would win that football game. I thought a couple of touchdowns would probably do it. And instead, it was, you know, they beat them 33 points. Uh, Smyrna beat Laverne again, 35-28. And that game was also delayed uh, for about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Stewart's Creek beat Nashville Overton, uh, 33-14. And Oakland beat Coffee County, 22-3. And I believe that ball game was called at the half. That's correct. 
Uh, I don't know if it was rain or just lightning or both. I don't have any idea. But. Well, when I saw the score, I thought that doesn't sound quite no, right. Twenty-two to three. Uh, what happened there? And then I found out they at the half the lightning delay came, and the game was official. And both coaches, I think maybe maybe more Coffee County than Oakland agreed that we just need to call it a day and save some injuries and and not come back and play and certainly not come back the next day and play. So it did stop at the half and Oakland gets the 22-3 win. I don't know um, how they decide those kind of things. I think if you're going to stop a game, I don't know if the official, the head or the officials, I, I guess they surely they have the right to just to end the game if they want to. Uh, for, well, they I think they have the right to end the game for for that night. Yeah. Now they they don't have the right to say you can't come back and play tomorrow morning. That's <laughs> right. up to the schools to do that, I believe. But yes, I think once the game starts, it is in the hands of the official crew as to whether we're going to play on tonight in a half an hour, in an hour, an hour and a half, or not at all. I, I think too, if the coach. If the officials want to end it for that night, I think they, well, like you just said, I believe they have that right. But if the if they're not going to come back, and we have had many instances where people where people have come back on Saturday sure. and played. And matter of fact, Riverdale did one of those. Eagleville did one of those um, because the weather was so bad. But if you're not going to come back, I think both coaches have to agree to that. I think that's probably correct. Uh, and evidently, uh, uh, both uh, both Oakland and Warren County agree. Well, what, you know, you get right down to it, and I, I, I'm not for anybody saying uncle, but you get right down to it. Coffee County knew they were not yep. going to come back and win that football game. I said Warren you're, you're County. Never, yeah. I'm you're not coffee. supposed to do that. Never supposed to say that <clears throat> to your kids. But uh, I think that, that handwriting was fairly much etched on the wall. And Oakland has played enough kids all season long, right? Right. And nothing else to prove. And the only thing that could happen probably in the second half on a wet field was going to be bad for Oakland, wouldn't you think? Because I would of an think injury. so. Yes, I think that'd be very possible. And uh, and I, I, I think it, I think everybody I – I wasn't there, I don't know, but I would think the right thing was done there. Coffee County was not going to come back and make up a 19-point deficit uh, in the second half and, uh, and against the Oakland Patriots. It wasn't going to happen. And uh, I think they knew that. And it, to be fair, really fair – Coffee County players knew it too. I would say, <laughs> would you say? I expect you're right. Yeah, I would. They think probably so. knew it when they got when they got off the bus. Yeah, maybe so. Start well, with. I do have a schedule here, uh, and uh, and Tim has been saying all year, and me too, that that the schedule is always iffy. So here comes an iffy schedule. Okay. It could change between here and Friday. What it you're certainly to say. could. It changed may today. Have, it may have already changed beyond <laughs> what we know. Oakland nine and zero. They're going to go to Warren County, 8-1. and one. That'll be on WGNS Radio. Brian Barrett, John Dinkins. I don't know who all's going. I'm sure I, I, that may be it, uh, but somebody's going. And they'll they'll have it right here on 1450. On the ham radio. Hey, that's right. Smyrna. <laughs> now, Smyrna picked up a win today. So so this is okay because Stewart's Creek's not playing. Smyrna is now 7-3. and three. They don't play this week. They were supposed to play Stewart's Creek. Stewart's Creek, uh, that game was canceled. We do not know Stewart's Creek's status. Uh, matter of fact, the school itself has gone on uh, virtual school, right? For, for the, 14 days. Okay. So we shall see. The playoffs will start during that time. So I don't know what happens to Stewart's Creek uh, as far as their playoffs are concerned. I would say, well, uh, maybe I just I shouldn't guess. I, 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 
But I if you had to guess. If I had to guess, I'd say they would not play. I always think that's going to be the case. But I hope that's not correct. But anyway, Blackman is a 3-6, and six and they go to Cookville. East and Asheville, as we already talked about, they're 4-2, and two, uh, and they go to Siegel. Siegel's 1-8. and eight. Uh, Eagleville, 4-5, four and five, they go to, to uh, Loretta. Uh, Laverne, 4-4, four and four, they go to Cane Ridge. Riverdale, 7-2, they're at Coffee County. Middle Tennessee Christian School, 4-4, four and four, they're at Webb. Um, Rockvale, of course, is done for the year. And um, now as far as high school football is concerned, I, I, I'm, at least for right now, I think that's very accurate. Now, but we've had people call the show and tell us that something has changed that's today. Uh, and uh, if, if that's true, I'd, I'd like to know, uh, know about that. Rockvale, by the way, uh, not only are they done in football for the year, but I understand they've gone on a 14-day, too. I believe so. I think so. Um, a couple of other things going on now. The uh, uh, Blackman, Blackman at 6-1, and one, uh, they're, they're hosting Blackman Middle School. They're hosting Oakland. It was unbeaten, 7-0. and oh. Is that tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, middle school football championship game. Uh, also, we need to say a word or two uh, about the uh, Siegel Volleyball. Um, they finished second in the state, which is a high honor, and, and, and lost to Brentwood and just about everybody in the past 20 years that has gone to the state tournament and played Brentwood has lost. Well, certainly in the last eight years that's the case because they won an eight straight yeah, years. They won a bunch of them. And uh, they, I mean, uh, uh, volleyball in Brentwood is uh, – um, Pretty serious endeavor, evidently. But at any rate, uh, congratulations to Siegel. I think that's 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 terrific. I would say across the state of Tennessee, the Siegel program is only looked at across the state as being trumped only by Brentwood. I, I'd say many people say Siegel's got the second best program in the state, and, and as dominant as Brentwood is going to be, that's that's something that somebody's going to eventually knock them off. And if anybody does it, it very well may be Siegel at some point. It, it it could happen. Usually, usually there's a uh, well. I, I think we can say this in volleyball and and a lot of times in football and and baseball. Or, and a lot of times the top ten teams or so. There's usually five or six of them that are in there almost every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a reason for that. <laughs> well, let's let, let, let me give you this little fact: of the 18 teams that made it to the finals in Tennessee's high school playoffs last year there's nine divisions six in division one three in division two of those 16 teams uh, excuse me 18 teams 16 of them jeff are in a position to, to make it to cookville again this year only two appear to be just not worthy of the, the one state champion and, and uh, one one other team don't look like they're going to really have a, a good shot at it but the other 16 do which says what you just said it's not just a great season it's a great program and programs just continue to go on and on and on well, I, I think that's true of volleyball, and uh, I'm I'm real proud of Siegel. I'm I'm glad they represented us and there's us so well, Rutherford County so well, the system so well, and of course Siegel High School itself. They, they've always had uh, good coaching, good good serious volleyball play there. I'm proud of them. Smyrna has clinched their region championship, as you mentioned, uh, by beating Laverne. The last score I saw before the final score, Jeff Laverne was ahead. Have we ever seen that before? Yeah, lots of times <laughs> we have. Yes, and it it was the the final score. Uh, when I read it, thirty five twenty eight. Thirty five twenty eight. I saw that. I didn't know the final until until later on that night. It was on the WGNS website, by the way, one of the few places where you can get a score reasonably quick. 
Um, uh, the 35-28 score, that was that was the score in, in the fourth quarter, fairly, you know, in the middle of the quarter. So there was some time left. And uh, I went and checked it later and see if Laverne came back and won, of course, and they had not. Middle Tennessee Christian School in Eagleville, where are they at as far as the region tournament is concerned, Jeff? I think, uh, I think Eagleville has got a shot now to, to, uh, to, to finish at least fourth in their region. Um, and I think the Christian School does too. Uh, maybe even third. Depends on this week. There's a lot of things this week. Uh, you already mentioned the the Oakland game, and of course the, the well, Stewart's Creek. And until this disaster took place, they had a shot, a good shot. Well, I think yeah, uh, more than a good shot. Um, and uh, I don't know, uh, I I don't know about uh, um, any of any of the other schools. Uh, if Blackman beats Cookville, which I think they will. That may put Blackman into fourth. Is that is that could that happen? I, I have not looked that far down. I do know that Warren County, Oakland, and Riverdale are going to be one, two, and three. It appears uh, Riverdale, as you mentioned, big big win. The number was larger against an eight and zero team. That's rare that you're eight and zero and get beat by more than thirty. Well, Riverdale is going to win this week at Coffee County, I would think, and and that gives them one region loss. And if Oakland beats Warren County, that gives Warren County two region losses. Correct. That put and Oakland beat Riverdale, so that should put Oakland first, Riverdale second, and Warren County third. Uh, and the fourth place team, I'm I'm not sure. It may be Blackman Cookville winner. I, I, I haven't looked that. Well, it, looked that far it'd down. be well placed to schedule it that way, wouldn't it? Yeah. The last game of the season determines that spot. Sure. Why, why not? Let's call it that. Sure. Think is that all right with you? That's okay with me. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Let's take another break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. We've got about 10 minutes left. 893-1450 if you'd like to give us a call. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here on 24 East coming back over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. Just the normal stopping of delays up and down sections of Memorial. The Thompson Lane's got quite a bit of traffic. So does 231 headed back down towards Shelbyville. Celebrate autumn at Ober Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. Going on now through November 1st, visit obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck here on Time Traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. If you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main Memorial in South Church. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee. First Bank in Murfreesboro is the sponsor of All Sports Talk. We appreciate that very, very much. Great folks there. Jeff, uh, 
we mentioned uh, other strange things that happen in, in football. We're headed to the playoffs. Oakland appears to be the, the team in Rutherford County that has the best chance to get to Cookville and maybe win a state championship. Riverdale's still got one, one more thing to say about that, don't they? They'll play each other again. And maybe. You know what? Riverdale and Oakland was not that far apart that first time they played, really. No, they weren't. Um, I uh, – uh, and, and Riverdale has had some quarterback injuries that, that have hurt their progress somewhat. Um, I do think Oakland's probably better. Um, but – you know, anything can happen, and we have had years where one team would win once and the other team would win the second time they played. Um, I, I always thought, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I always thought if you play somebody twice and you, um, and, and you win the first game or you lose the first game, I always thought maybe it was more of a struggle the, next, the second be. time. I, I don't know if that's true or not. But I, I, I believe Oakland will, probably will prevail. I hope if they – they beat Riverdale, which is I'm, I'm a Riverdale fan too. But whoever wins, I hope wins the state championship. I think Oakland has an excellent chance to do that. Jeff, I, I think Riverdale's in a situation where the the, the breaks, whatever they happen to be, sometimes make you make them yourself. Sometimes they're just the way the ball bounces, doings four times or whatever. Need to go Riverdale's way to win the football game. Yeah. The first time they played each other, they went the absolute other way around. Right. So that tells me that if for some reason Oakland were to put it on the ground a time or two. Uh, Oakland Riverdale get a punt return, pick six something that's on the odd play sort of thing. If those things were to happen in the right direction, Riverdale's good enough to make that happen. Well, the the, the first time they played, uh, you can always say, "Well, you take that play out, take that sure, play out, sure. blah blah blah." You, you know, you can play that game if you want to, but the truth of the matter is, really, that ball game should have been seven seven at the half. It really yes, should have been, yes. and it wasn't. It was sixteen seven. And um, that proved to be enough. And uh, I know Oakland had the kickoff. Uh, they got the ball first in the second half, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They scored. And, uh, and that, that break game, their will. Game was over. Yeah, game was over there in the middle of the third quarter, I thought. Now, Riverdale fought, played well, did a lot of things right. But those breaks you talk about, you can't depend on a safety. Oh, heavens no. I mean, heavens. You never. You, you can go years and never have a safety. Oakland gets one in the first quarter. Um, that was Riverdale's fault. Um, and then you have very poor pass defense played in the last play of the game. You're not supposed to score on a 35-yard pass play on the last play of the first half. You're not supposed to do that. But uh, Oakland did. And, uh, that was, and it was Oakland's fault that they scored. But it was also Riverdale helped them right along. Well, so, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that we game's are. about what three weeks down the line if it, if right. to make make it happen. I, I my suspicion is it will happen. Probably so. Uh, and uh, and if if Oakland uh, wins, it, it may happen anyway. But if Oakland beats Warren County and, and Riverdale beats Coffee County, I think those two things are going to happen. And and if they do, then both teams will host a playoff game. Jeff, it's. Now, in the time we can talk about basketball, and you and I talked off air before the game, that uh, there's concern about what basketball is going to look like. What I do know, in, in, uh, as far as fans are concerned, there's going to be a very limited number of people being allowed to attend games. That's for sure. Uh, my understanding is the college football, excuse me, basketball schedule may be under a little bit more of a, a change than it already is starting Thanksgiving weekend. I, I'm just not real calm. I wasn't confident we'd get through. Football looks like we're going to get through football limping in some ways, but we're going to get through it some way. 
I have the same concerns about basketball. The fact that it's indoors and the fact that we've got uh, a lot of things happening in, in the COVID world, uh, I am concerned about where basketball season may be. Well, I'm very concerned about it, too. Um, I, I, there's just no way to really know what's going to take place here with this, uh, with this COVID virus. And, um, um, and as you mentioned also off mic, and I guess we can, we can say this, that our, uh, our, our mask mandate goes back into effect at midnight tomorrow night, right? I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, countywide. Um, and, um, uh, I, I don't know whether they're going to allow crowds, and we just had two schools that went on quarantine today. Uh, well, not they both didn't go today. Siegel, no, not Siegel. I did not say Siegel. Stewart's Creek uh, tomorrow. Well, actually, I think it started this afternoon. Uh, but at any rate, uh, and they'll be out for 14 days in virtual school, and uh, Rockvale is already out. Uh, and um, so who's to say? Um, and you, do you practice? Uh, I I don't know. I, it's been I, a lot of time the last few days uh, working out a plan for our middle school basketball games, how many people they can get in the gymnasium, how this is going to work, how this is going to work, JV yeah. teams and so forth and so on, trying to make a plan. Uh, high schools are really kind of doing their the same way, but you're limited to about 30% of the capacity of a gymnasium. Uh, concession stands will be probably closed off, more cases not to keep people out of those holding areas at halftime when you know how you go out to the lobby and right everybody stands out there and cheek to cheek and and talks and so forth uh it's a huge challenge and with what happened with Stewart's Creek High School being uh on quarantine for 14 days or distance learning I'm not sure if that plan's even going to be able to hold up I'm not sure either and you know when you say well 30 percent capacity I can probably get in I can probably go I get to see that ball game well no that's that's not true uh Riverdale and Oakland 30% is about 200 people. I mean, you know, that, that, that's approximate. I'm close on that. I think the gyms will seat a little over 2,000, I think. Um, 30% uh, would be 600. What did I say? You um, said 200. 200. It'd be how many? How many 600. Would, 600 would be 30%? I don't think yeah. that's right either, is it? Well, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> 10% would be, yes, 20%, 30%, 600. Okay. You probably get in then, maybe six hundred. Maybe well, I'm wrong. In middle school, those those gymnasiums are smaller. They are. It's basically going to be the parents getting in and, and family members, Jeff, because at the time you do cheerleaders, which is going to twelve or fourteen of those, right? Right. A mom or dad, a player, a mom or dad or two, and that you you can get three hundred, not three hundred, less than that probably, pretty quick. What about me? Can I can I go? Well, if you get there on time. Okay. One thing that is happening, Jeff, in, in that world, and high schools have done a good bit of it too, is be, be prepared for electronic tickets, buying your tickets no. ahead of time online so that they can keep account of that thing as opposed to being able to walk up to the door and buy one. I, I think you're going to see more and more games, especially in basketball, where before the game ever starts, all the tickets have been sold and you're going to be scanning your phone to get into the basketball game. We don't want to go there with my feelings on that. I'll just say this. I hate it and – I tried that with one school this year in football, and it did not work. So there you go. I'm, I'm going to leave it. There are gremlins in it for sure. There are gremlins. But so. it's going to happen. It's, it's already happening. My wife has already told me that. She said, you you need to come out of the 1950s and 60s and get into the current situation. I have told Jeff it's people my age and older that will have trouble with that, that the, <laughs> the 14-year-old will buzz right on through. If, if there's a problem, they'll be able to 
boom, 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 and it probably be over with. Well, I can't even make a call, so <laughs> barely make one. I certainly can't figure percentages, evidently. <laughs> you must be over 40. I, I barely. <laughs> Jeff, any closing comments you'd like to make in the last one minute and a half? Well, we got? I, 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 I will say this. Just repeat what we've said before. I did see two things this weekend. The, 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 what, what do you call it? The quad, quadruple doink. Quadruple doink. And that I'd never seen before. And the play at the end of the World Series game was uh, was was fascinating. It really, it really was fascinating. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. And, and they play... One or two more, so the Rays are still in it. They got a shot. They have a shot. It's been a, it's been a good playoff to yeah. me to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Reds went out quickly, but I've been a baseball fan, and I've seen some very good baseball, and I've, I've enjoyed watching it. I think the pr- coverage has been very good. And the fact that they're playing in nice weather stadiums this time of year is really a lot better than watching a game in Boston where people are bundled up in, in a snowstorm. I think there's a few players, Tim. You asked for closing remarks. I'll make one. There, there are a few players on various teams that need to shave and get a haircut. <laughs> okay, okay. Joe DiMaggio is not playing anymore, Jim. No, he's not. Stan Musial's not. <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap things up for all sports talk today. Tomorrow, Monty Hale will be here. Rick Stocks will live is tomorrow night, and of course, no show tomorrow. Okay, I take that back. No show tomorrow. But there will be a football game, we hope, Friday night from Warren County on WGNS Radio. Thanks for listening. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.